no better way to get better at football than playing football. So, like, you know. Taylor's going to finish it! I've always been confident in my abilities. I think, you know, I'm a guy that can go out there and I always believe in myself that I'm going to get open and, and make the play if they throw me the ball. The third. Ryan, end zone shot for Pierce. He caught it! Oh, what a Wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Colts cast, part of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We're here to talk about everything and anything Indianapolis Colts. My name is Eric Smith, co-host of the, uh, shush, I say co-host of the Indianapolis Colts, co-host of the Colts cast. Alongside me, as always, I have co-host Jamal Lawrence here. I'd like to think if you were the co-host of the Indianapolis Colts, we would have a, a head coach by now. We would but, definitely have a head coach by now, yeah, but... I, <laughs> <laughs> You Brian know, Callahan, Chase Steichen. Uh, I mean, we got we got some finalists. Uh, Raheem Morris, not Jeff Saturday. I hope. I don't know. I, I wore my Andrew Luck jersey today just to hopefully give off some good vibes for the world. But uh, I don't know if it's going to work because Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday, he's still here. <laughs> Please be sure to follow us on social media. Twitter handle is at the Colts Cast, and our Instagram is at Colts Cast. Go ahead and search us up on YouTube as well. Just search the Colts Cast on there. We're the first ones that pop up. Go check out our videos. Hit that subscribe button. Let's get right into it. So we we were just talking about the head coaches. What I want to do in the future is once we get our head coach, break break it all down in one episode. But right now, I mean, it, it, we're, we're going to be the last ones to fill that vacancy, which is fine. We got other content to talk about. So 2022 NFL season is almost over, guys. But the Indianapolis Colts season has been over. The question for us is, how did the rookies do? How did they do? Can we give a grade to each player? Is that possible? I think we can, even though we went 4-12-1. I think it's still possible. We can still evaluate the impact of every rookie for the season. Let's get right into it, Jamal. Uh, before we get started, I do, I, I'm do. i trying to get over a sickness right now, so I sound a little clogged. Hope you guys can still understand me fairly well. We'll see. <laughs> But Jamal Cold organization sounds clogged. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't wrong about that. Jamal, I'm going to get started with right off the top, Alec Pierce. Ooh. Talk to him. Tell me. Alec, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce, Alec Pierce, man. All right. He had a, he had a decent, decent rookie year. 41 catches, 78 targets, 593 yards, caught two touchdowns, averaging 14 and a half yards per catch. One fumble, three drops. So Alec Pierce came in as our, uh, you know, first pick in the in the draft. He was he was planned for it to be a, a, I don't want to say, a quick, a quick fix for us in in a, in a in a wide receiver two spot. So Pierce came in and high hopes for him. Uh, looking at the way his season started off, you know, it 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 was looking good. I I thought that they were trying to get Pierce to do some deep balls because I know that was his specialty. I know that's what he did a lot of Cincinnati. The 50-50 deep ball was where he was. And it was looking pretty good for him, you know, starting out. But I know as the season progressed, it kind of went downhill from there. There was a little less of the getting the ball to him. But Pierce overall, I mean, I, I think that he did, per the circumstances, he did what he could. Uh, I, I, I think that he could have been a better route runner for us, maybe been a little – a little more nimble out there. He was definitely stiffer than I would have imagined to see out of a run or excuse me, out of a wide receiver. Uh, but you know, he's a rookie. 
He's a rookie. They, they take time to develop. But I just like to think that, you know, what he did for us while he had opportunity on the field was pretty good. When I look at that 14 and a half uh, average, you know, that, that that's pretty high. Um, but we, we look at his catches that a lot of his balls he caught were those 30, 40 yard bombs. So, I mean, it definitely I it definitely makes me wonder just exactly how many short balls that he catch versus how many long balls that he catch, because that can definitely just make your 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 numbers kind of inflated some. Uh, but I, I enjoyed watching Pierce play. I think he showed a lot of fight, a lot of dog in him this year when he had the opportunity to. And I think one of the things I enjoyed most about him this year uh, was when he would get a, a ball, a deep ball thrown to him if he didn't catch it or he didn't draw a P.I., he didn't let it, you know, hurt him. He went back at it the next time. I think he had three drops this year, I believe it was. Uh, but the 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 next play, the next opportunity he had, he typically tried to go up for it again. And he contested a lot of those. So I, I enjoyed watching him actually kind of grow throughout the year. I, I just think there are some things I can definitely see him focus on working on for this offseason. Yeah, that 14 and a half yards on average per catch – that's a truly phenomenal stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was just looking at that while you were talking. Uh, Pittman or Campbell didn't even come really close to that. So he was really catching those long balls. Um, so I, I, I think that's that's a really good stat to bring up. I also think it's really, really tough to truly evaluate, you know, Alec Pierce. At just actually any skill position rookies uh with how the offensive line played how our qb play was it's very tough but he's third on the team in receiving yards and catches you know clearly the wide receiver three this season i thought alec pierce like you said showed potential as a vertical threat uh as we all know the go routes down the sideline that that's where alec pierce i thought was the strongest a lot of times he would catch it for a 20 plus yard gain a lot of times he would draw a dpi which is basically a 20 plus yard game. Uh, You know, if he gets even better and draws double coverage on those plays, it opens up the other side of the field. So I'm really looking forward to his development. Uh, I, for me, I'm going to give these rookies a grade. I I would give him a B for this season. You know, didn't, didn't have an A season, didn't have an outstanding season, but for what it was worth, he gets a B for me. No, I, I fully agree with that assessment. And it's funny because I saw an interview uh, here on the local news where they did with him. Um, and they were kind of talking about how Reggie Wayne, you know, said he, he hit that rookie plateau, he hit that that rookie wall uh, and, it, and it hit him hard. And one of the things that Alec Pierce mentioned that Reggie kind of advised him to do this offseason was to get into yoga. Uh, so I found that very interesting because, I mean, like I say, he did look tight on a lot of those those routes mm. he's running. And I think that working on that route tree will be, you know, beneficial to him. Yeah, getting more fluid, getting yeah. more looser. That's just mm-hmm. going to help him out overall. That's what I'm talking about. Reggie Wayne coaching it up. Baby. Yeah, yeah. Reggie yeah. Wayne. I was, I was excited to hear that. It's the little things. It's the little things. Yeah. Let's talk about Bernard Raymond. Ooh. Bernard Raymond. You know, uh, you you want to start or you want me to? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I thought he came out, you know, out the draft. He was described as raw, de- developmental in the draft. It, you know, he, he was a tight end. So transitioning to one of the most important positions on the line, I feel like is a daunting task in itself. Uh, there are plenty of games where we saw Raymond struggle. Uh, I'll be I'll be the first one to say it. Probably not the last one. He didn't make it out the preseason as a starter. We all know that. 
I see why. However, there are a few games where we saw Raymond play very well. Uh, if you watch the Dallas Cowboys game against us again, you'll see that Raymond held his own against one of the best pass rushing teams in the NFL. So there's things to like about him, and I'm excited for his next step up. But right now, I'm going to give him a C. Just so you know. I mean, he he had his highs, but he also had his lows. So oh, yeah. I'm going to give him a middle grade. No, no, I, I think that's 110% fair. I mean, we look at him, what, 709 snaps uh, he played this year, nine penalties. We'll talk about that in a minute. Allowed seven sacks, and he ended with a 73.3 overall grade from PFF, Pro Football Focus. Uh, of course, you know, like you said, he. I don't think that the true goal was to have him inserted as a uh, starter this season. I think the cards just kind of fell the way they did when we had Matt Pryor in there. And I'm not going to go down the Matt Pryor thing today, uh, but we know we, we know what happened with him. We had to find a new plan. And so once that started going, you know, Raymond kind of got thrown to the Wolves. We look at his first five starts, Eric. Um, those were his roughest games. Three holding calls, one false start in the first five games. So he was just, I mean, it felt like it was just always something. Um, or excuse me, not in the first five games, his week five start in one game, that week five star is his first game. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I remember one game where he yeah. was just, wow, yeah. I mean, he had penalty after penalty. It was bad. Yeah. He legit got thrown to the wolves in that one. Yeah. And so that was his very first game. So, I mean, and, and of course, he's, he's, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. If I'm a 20 some year, you know, 20 something year old kid going against your, your best defensive players typically going to be on, you know, on, on that left tackle. So, <laughs> That was scared me too. Um, but you know, I thought he cleaned it up throughout some of the season, and and I think that you know he progressed. He definitely progressed, and I think the future is looking pretty good for him. And and I think it's going to benefit him getting thrown to the wolves like this this year because now next year he knows. Of course, you can't you can't project what a defensive player is going to be like before you play them, but you can understand the tendencies. You 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 kind of. You've broken that that mold now. So now you know what it's like to get in the game and actually be a factor in there. So I think it'll benefit him a lot this upcoming year um, if we don't figure out somebody else at the left tackle spot during the draft. Yeah, we'll see. I, I It'll be interesting to see what Chris Ballard does with those later round picks. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm excited for the draft. I, I love the draft. I love analyzing these prospects. But anyway... Jelani Woods, Jay Woods, big Jay Woods, take it from the top, baby. Hey, man, you know what? So before before you even break down Jay Woods, I, I just want to talk about for a second because we watched you watched the NFC Championship game, right? So we saw the 49ers out there. Uh, we saw their quarter their quarterback issues they were having. Brady went down, then whoever the other guy was, I can't remember. Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson, yeah, he went down. Then they were like, oh, CMC may have to play quarterback. Jusek might have to play quarterback. Um, and I was just like, oh, man, what if this would have happened to Colts? Jelani, insert ex-quarterback. He's our emergency quarterback. Yeah, he's our emergency quarterback. I mean, what what do you what do you do you think? What do you felt comfortable in a situation like that, having to get him in there? Absolutely. If we had the right play design for him, I, I don't know. It, it would have just <laughs> been fun to watch. Oh, you yeah. Know, we know he was a high school quarterback. Yeah. I mean, he's what did he play any in college? Yeah, yeah he played quarterback in college, too. Yeah. 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 Um, Before he went to tight end. Yeah, he played. I yeah. Think it was, so uh, I forgot what school it was, but you see, maybe I don't know. You know, 
I, I would think it would be fun in there. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, I did, I did tweet that, that he would be our emergency QB. Yeah. If something like that were to happen to us. It, it would definitely been fun to see, Um, you know, but, but just a quick breakdown of him though. We look at what he did this year for us, 25 catches, 40 targets, 312 yards, three touchdowns, average 12 and a half. Uh, he also had one fumble and three drops, just like Pierce did. When I look at Woods, I mean, you know, I I, I kind of grade it similarly like you did with um, Pierce, where there were those flashes, and I think in the right situation it could have been better. I just think that with what we were with the cards that were dealt, it was hard to deal with the way the O line play was, the way the quarterback play was, the inconsistencies across the board for both of those positions. Because we will watch games where Jelani would get seven targets, whether he caught all of them or not, different story. But he would get seven targets one game, then two straight weeks, two targets if we're lucky. And then the week after that, you know, four or five. So he averaged at 12 and a half, which is, again, another solid stat line. Of course, we we saw him catch a couple big balls for us this year to get the touchdowns. That are, or most importantly, he got us that that win against the Chiefs, um, you know, at the very end of the game. He balled out that game. So I, I, I like what I saw with him. With that's, the, that's what I like to see out of the tight end. What I am, you know, a little confused on and I should say um, afraid of with that is kind of where we stand with the blocking from him. I know that Jelani is a go-to. He should have been a bigger go-to red zone threat. The few times he made it to the red zone this year, he should have been, you know, number one, number one target in the red zone. But we have to have a blocker out there. We can't. We have to be able to run the presence of having Jelani out there in the field and them know that the defense know that, oh, we got a free free pass on the C gap or this D gap right here. Like we can just go through because we know he's going out for a pass. So I really want to focus on him this year, this offseason kind of learning the block. Yeah, I'm not saying he has to go out there and be a Jack Doyle for of a blocker or well, more. I'd like block. that. I'd like I, that. I mean, <laughs> I would too, but I, I don't I just don't see him embracing that role quite that much. You know what I mean? I I gotta be real here. I don't I don't see him embracing that role. Um, but I think that to realistically speak, you know, you have to be a tight end who's going to be willing to to at least press somebody. You know, I mean, we, we look at the Travis Kelsey's and these guys and I'm not comparing him. So I'm just saying, but Travis Kelsey will get down there and throw a block if he needs to, um, because he knows that it, it, it's what the team needs. So as the tight end there, if you want to be that number one tight end, because there are some other people we'll talk about Ogletree who got hurt this year. There are some other people who were projected to be better than Woods. I think that's going to bring in an interesting conversation for us here for the future of the tight end group in Indianapolis. But I, I would really have liked to seen Woods um, get some more blocking in this year. But I, I, I like what I saw for him with the, the, the passing game or the catching game. Yeah, I think that's always been his downside as a rookie, you know, uh, just the just the lack of run blocking. Like, we're going to put Kylan Granson in there. We're going to put Mo Ali Cox in there over you just because you're not as good as a run blocker as them. And it, it's definitely evident this year, you know, with the loss of Jack Doyle, with the loss of some offensive linemen as well, like Glowinski and Reed, um, it just – it was evident our run game wasn't the same. So if we still want to stick to that, we're going to be run first pass later and run behind Jonathan Taylor. Like we were doing in 2021, then we got it. We got to improve in that department, but you know, his, his highlights, you know, I, I feel like that 25 catch line, that 325 yards, that should be double what it was easily, 
easily. Easily. And I, I think you know it. I know it. Colts Nation knows it. It just wasn't utilized enough. But every time he got a chance to shine in the passing game, he turned up. I think he's going to be a true weapon for us in the future and not just in the red zone, even though the red zone, he, he can be primarily our biggest threat. But for me, B plus for, for what he what he got, only 40 targets should have been used more. Mm-hmm. Co- coaching staff failed us on that one. Yeah. Agreed. And uh, like you said earlier, I mean, I think it'll be a battle at the uh, tight end spot for us this year. But Eric, you know, speaking of battles, um, we know, we know, you know, we got to give a quick shout out here to our sponsor, DraftKings. The stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 and free bets instantly. Plus, all new exciting, all new and exciting customers uh, can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl Fifty Seven winnings with each leg you add up to one hundred percent. You know, Eric, I, I I didn't bet too much on football this week, uh, but last week, or actually just uh, two days ago, I showed you that parlay I did uh, for those triple doubles. And again, I know it's basketball, but that thing hit man. And, mm-hmm. um, and it was stepped up for me. So I, I got to give a shout out, man. Those stepped up parlays, they, they make a hell of a difference. You gotta, you gotta do them when you can, they make a huge difference. I hear you. Uh, but Super Bowl, you know, I, I gotta say as much as, as much as I'm disappointed, we're not in there. I like to think that, uh, the chiefs are going to pull it out this year. Just going to throw that out there. That's going to be a good game. It's I'm game. so excited to watch the line keeps moving, but, you know, I I might just enjoy some great football. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. So let's move on to some of the other rookies. Curtis Brooks. Who? F bust six round pick. Let's move on. I'm done. <laughs> All right, fair enough. All right, uh, no, next I, I'd be I'm being <laughs> serious. I'm, well, yeah, <laughs> he, he didn't even make the 53 man roster. He lived on the practice squad, and I think he plays for the Titans now. I believe so. So yeah, he's uh, no longer Who in the picture. Knows? He's not yeah. playing for the Colts ever. Yeah, Nick yeah. Cross. All right, <laughs> that's your boy. Uh, yeah, do I see a jersey back there? Somewhere? Nah, you ain't ordered. I'm st- I'm still at a loss of words. From this massive letdown of this player. Look, Nick Cross was arguably the best defensive player for the Colts in the preseason. I had high hopes for him. I know you did too. Yes, I, absolutely. I, I still thought Rodney McLeod would start over him, but I, I still had I still had high expectations for him. Those mm-hmm. hopes were decapitated after week two <laughs> when he seized to play another sap uh snap essentially uh this is why we have to temper expectations for someone coming out of the preseason because in the regular season he didn't play well and and that's why he got benched uh, it's just you know the big boys are there to play in the regular season mm-hmm. preseason you get a lot of get a lot of people just trying out man and i'm gonna give my man a d minus Ooh, that's fair. And I, and I like what you said, just the trying out part. I mean, that's you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we the preseason, we just knew 
you know, he would come in as a rookie starter. But uh, the lie detector determined that was a lie. <laughs> yeah, my man, after that, uh, after game two, he had six snaps total for the rest of the season. I don't know what happened. Development, maturity, something. I just know if it were me. And I was in that situation, and I got and I got sidelined after the preseason I had and played the whole first game. Yo, I'd have been swinging on somebody. That's, are you oh going to fight me for my dude. spot, man? Like, no, I, <laughs> I want to know. I want to know from the coaches, man, what I need to do. And I know uh, as a as a rook, you're young. You know, he's a kid, but at the same time, you know, you're at a, you're you're at the you're at an elite level up here now. You know what I mean? Like, not so much as the player, but you made it to NFL, the promised land. You got to come out there every day ready to ready to be the best you can be so i don't know i i agree with that d minus i mean you could even sprinkle a little f on there if you want to to be honest but uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> jamal's trying to promote violence on this podcast <laughs> let's move on eric johnson the second defensive tackle if you guys don't know who that is he had a few tackles fumble recovery and his limited snaps never played over 21 percent of the defensive snaps in any given game Still room to grow, just nothing spectacular at the moment. The fact that a fifth-round pick made the 53-man roster is a bright spot alone, so I'll give him a C, maybe C-. minus. We'll see what happens with him, but he's on the roster. Yeah, he he definitely made the roster. I I, I just felt so confident, though, with – us with our drafting i know Ballard went so heavy on the defensive line he just wanted you know really focus on that um and i just felt like some of the people we picked up just besides our our show faces you know the um our normal starters i didn't see a lot of everybody else it's kind of disappointing but whatever andrew ogletree Hmm. tore his acl during training camp looked good in camp but Mm -hmm. i can't give him a grade He, he got hurt so uh no grade for me We'll see what happens this season or this upcoming season, but I, I it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, no, agree. It wouldn't be fair, but I, I'm just I'm just curious to know what's going to happen. I mean, he was super highly sought after. Uh, of course, like we already talked about, Jelani. You know, he showed those flashes this year of what we want to see. Granson did what we asked. He was a great pass block or a run blocker for us, and he he caught some decent passes for us this year. Mac, of course, is the front runner at this time, but I'm just I want to know when Ogletree comes back, if they truly were that high on him, I can't imagine us trying to keep a four man tight end group. So what what do we mm. do? What do we do from here? Because I mean, Jelani, I think still has the potential to take over if he wants to. If he wants to dedicate himself to being a blocker, uh, I think he can have a chance to take over. Does does Moelle Cox still stay around even because he's the most vet tight end player we have? Or do is does Granson get a chance to stay? I I I don't know what's gonna play out if Ogletree comes back healthy and plays up to the ability that they thought he was going to. Yeah, I I don't think we keep four tight ends, but we'll see what happens. We'll see what they do with that group. Yeah. In the offseason or maybe preseason next season. We'll 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 see. I mean. We're definitely keeping an eye on him. Mm-hmm. Rodney Thomas. Mm. So I'm going to give it to y'all straight. We have to take value into consideration here. Saving the best for less. The best safety we drafted <laughs> wasn't in the third round. It was in the seventh round. It was in the seventh round. I said it before and I'll say it again. The proof is in the pudding that late round picks still have value. Exhibit A, Rodney Thomas the second. He played a high percentage of snaps on the defensive side of the ball all season. 
played a little on special teams as well. Four interceptions. Four. He led the Colts in interceptions. Next highest is Stephon Gilmore and Rodney McLeod at two. And six pass deflections. 52 combined tackles with 34 being solo. Sign me up, baby. A-plus all the way from me. Can't agree anymore. Man, showed up and showed out for us. I mean, and sometimes, as much as I hate an injury, sometimes, man, these injuries, like to Julian Blackman, is, is are the small things that make a player elevate. Rodney knew he had to come in. I mean, it was his time to shine, a seventh-round pick. In my mind, if I'm a seventh-round pick, what do I have to lose? I mean, like, I'm, I'm just on the squad. I'm happy I made the squad. But he said, no, nah, this is my time. And and I ate, uh, hey, easy, easy. Made the me. most out of it, and yep. the staff saw, and here, here he is. Yep. And last but not least, Dallas Flowers. So, Dallas Flowers, best kick returner in the NFL. Please stand up. Please stand up. (laughs) (laughs) Led the league with 31.1 yards per kickoff return. That's impressive. And I think he came in like probably the middle of the season when he took that role. The impact of getting better field position when our offense was inept at times is that that's big in my eyes that's big while he has room to grow as a cornerback i i really think his special team's contribution is tremendous i'm I'm gonna give him a b man that dallas flowers shout out shout out flowers i'll give my flowers to flowers (laughs) yeah i i agree with what you said there man i mean it's 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 the proof is in the pudding 31 yards uh a return in a, in a league where not even a lot of returns are happening, I mean, that just means you got the ball and you decided you're going to do something with it. Um, I need, We need that same energy next year, next season. we got to have that same energy because hopefully with an upgraded offense, I mean, that can set us up for primetime realty like it did this year. You know, we couldn't capitalize. I like what he did. Yeah. Hopefully he can aim for like 35 yards per kickoff return. Boy, get the two or three to the house too while we at it. Why not? Yeah, then Matt Ryan won't. He won't have to drive down 65 yards, baby. Let's get it. <laughs> You're trying to drive down 65 and go 12. Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> oh, that's all the rookies from us. You know, we had some good draft grades. Uh, we had some good players come out the draft. We had some some bust in my opinion, but. Overall, I, I thought it was a pretty good draft for the Colts. Uh, now it's time to look towards the 2023 NFL draft. Yeah, yeah, it, it is time, man. I just, I just don't know. Ballard said that he was not focusing on the draft until we find this head coaching situation. I mean, he and this is the one thing Ballard didn't lie to us. He said, "I don't care if it takes to mid February." Yeah, I mean, he ain't lying. I mean, we February gonna be halfway done. We ride there. It's already a short month. Yeah. So uh, I'm ready to see what happens so we can start focusing on the draft because I think that's super important. We got a lot of work to do this year, so let's go ahead and get rolling. Yeah, and the head coach is going to have an impact on that. So whoever we get, we are going to analyze that thing to the to the, uh, to the toes. It don't matter. Like we gonna find <laughs> out. Like if we get blah blah blah, we gonna draft blah blah blah. We gonna yep. make sure y'all know. Oh yeah. So that's going to be it for us, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Colts cast. We are live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or any platform you use to listen to podcasts. We'll be back next time to give you some more Indianapolis Colts content. Y'all have a good weekend. Oh, yeah. Enjoy it.